Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, hello, everybody. Again, welcome to another edition of Soul Vibrations. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffries. Uh, along with Dr. Nanana Kwaku, where every Thursday from seven at seven thirty PM Pacific time and that's ten thirty if you're on the East Coast. Uh and also uh nine thirty Central Time, uh where we bring you the uh unadulterated truth. We talk about uh social issues. We're brought to you this is Galaxy Talk Radio, uh that's brought to you by T two 5CL, which is towards 25th century living, which is a global music and film distribution company. And again, this is Galaxy Talk Radio, and my host, Nanana Kwaku, is in here with me. Say hello, Dr. Kwaku. Uh, hotel brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to Soul Vibrations. Our special guest is not here as yet, Dr. Craig Adams, noted psychologist uh, around the Bay Area and around the country, for that matter. Uh, and tonight our topic was going to be talking about Trumpism, uh, the new Donald Trump phenomenon that's going on around the world that has everybody shaking in their boots. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Adams had, had a theory about that. He thought that uh, possibly Donald Trump would be good for America because then black folks would realize exactly where they stand and it somehow it might energize people to rekindle the fires of the 60s and, and begin a real revolution to free ourselves from from this European domination. So, boy, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Something must have happened because I know this brother like I know my, myself, and there's absolutely no way he wouldn't be here right this minute, if, you know, uh, unless something serious had happened, and that's a possibility. But yeah, even... Yeah. That's going on. We still can talk about this stuff, and uh, uh, I have been, you know, observing a lot of stuff, stuff around Trumpism. But then I kind of knew who Trump was before Trump became the, you know, the front runner in the Republican uh, presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. this guy's, you know, this guy says one thing and does another. This guy talked about Mexicans and, and like they were dogs, but at the same time. He go out of the country and get these people to come in and work on his buildings and stuff, so he could have cheap labor. So mm-hmm. he don't have a problem with using them for cheap labor, but he has a problem with them living in the country that he lives in. So, uh, you know, he's always been. This has always been Donald Trump. He tried to pull a similar incident in Harlem, where he tried to run people out of their residence so he could put up another one of his conglomerates, but the people stood up against him in Harlem and fought. And he and they were able to keep him at bay. Uh, you know, I you know kind of believe the same thing that Dr. Adams believed that you know we should you know we should usher this guy in as president so we could get our people to realize that hey the real what the real deal is and you see it at, at his 
is rallies, man. And you got Ku Klux Klanners, you got Save America people, you got the, you know, all of these different hate groups that think that America belongs to just, you know, white people. Well, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody needs to inform them that they are the true, true people who come in here. They are visitors. They are guests in somebody else's land that they have finally taken over completely. So we want to talk about those issues. Brother Corey, what do you say? Well, I agree with you completely. Uh, uh, it's very interesting that we've always had to rely on uh, using a negative uh, situation in our existence here as African Americans, if you will, to uh, we've, we've had to use the negative image and always try and turn that negative into a positive. So here we are with all the violence that has shown itself at these Trump rallies as of late, and which 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 goes to bear on the, the the divide between the cultures in the United States, and meaning basically there's two sides of the fence. There's 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 a uh, yellow, red, brown, and black, and then there's the other side of the fence, and we and we know what color it is on the other side of the fence, and of course there are some uh, uh, of those that are. Uh, 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 you know, uh, there are some whites on our side of the fence too. If 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 they're low enough on the poverty line to actually be sympathetic to our situation, and that's unfortunate for them because they have a double-edged sword that they have to fight with, and and and, and we certainly welcome them uh, with the with, with the hope that they have a feel for exactly what's happening on our side of the fence, and and it's just. Uh, unbelievable that we have to uh, deal with this type of thing in politics. We, we should be we should be way past this with this with the elected officials that uh, we have here that are supposed to be working for a true better America. But we already know that this uh, political system is really messed up in the United States. It's built on taking advantage of disenfranchised people. Through various different uh, aspects, be, being the political, being the uh, uh, prison industrial complex, and all these different propositions that that fight against us as far as health and education and and just moving our cultures forward, anything to, to hamstring us. We have uh, a caller in from uh, mid uh, southeast Texas right now. I don't know if that's uh, if that's uh, Dr. Adams, if that's what line he's on now. You want us to just check in on him and see who this is, uh, Dr. Kwaku? Uh, yes, we have a guest in on. Okay. Uh, uh, brother, okay. uh, welcome to Soul Vibrations. This is Dr. Kwaku. Uh, how are you doing tonight? And and what do you think about the, uh, you know, the message so far that we're discussing? Ah, uh, yes. This is Charles from California. I'm just getting in, and I'll uh, wait to weigh weigh in on it. Okay. All right, okay. Great. Okay. Great. We'll, 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 we'll stay here with us, Charles. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep you we'll keep you ready to go here in the box with us. Uh, again, what we're t- we're talking about uh, to, to the rest of our listeners is the, the the political situation that we're in now with the new election coming up, and Dr. Craig Adams is somebody that uh, uh, may be joining us here shortly. He has a a, a very uh, unique and busy schedule. Uh, with all the things that he's doing. Uh, can you tell us some of the things about Dr. Adams? Do you have uh, some things you can tell us about him and your relationship with him, Dr. Quaker, over the years? 
Yeah, I, I've been knowing Dr. Adams, uh, you know, over 30 years. You know, this guy, he's a he's a licensed uh, psychologist. He went to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, he's been in the Bay Area here. He's an ex- expert in private practice and consultative services with child, youth, adults, and family psychotherapy, consultative services for private agencies, county and city contracted programs in various public school districts, Head Start, mental health consultant, adolescents. And, uh, you know, he's done, he's been with Alameda County Probation Department, Camp Sweeney as a psychologist, East Oakland Youth Development Center, family therapist for Project Reclaim, Alameda County Mental Health Management Specialist, and uh, also he's a, a senior uh, clinical psychologist. Uh, he also mm-hmm. uh, work at UC Davis Counseling Center. So he has a history but more importantly, I've been knowing him for 30, over 30 years, and I have worked with him in a number of those programs. And, uh, you know, we've had lengthy conversations about the situation with our people and, and why, you know, in the light of all the information that's available to us, that we don't change. We continue to go down the same path. And I was talking mm-hmm. to a brother today about how, we uh, have always but been put in a situation where we accept the less of the two evils. The Democrats do the exact same thing to us, but they do it a little less than the, than the Republicans do. Because if people remember mm-hmm. right, Neil Clinton was supposed to label the first black president. This guy was the, was in office when half of the jobs were sent out of America. That is causing the the, the Great Depression that's existing now. Sure, Bush did his part, but make no mm-hmm. mistake about it, Clinton started this snowball with uh, NAFTA and several other programs that send our jobs to India, to China, to Mexico, and any country where they can go and use people for cheap labor and don't have to worry about paying, worry about paying health care and these kind of things. So, you know, the reason, and, you know, I had some conversation with him a couple of days ago about this, and we were talking about how if Trump gets in, and exhibits the behavior that he normally does, then and, mm-hmm. and with the race completely taking over the country, you know what they're doing now. Then maybe we'll it'll be something to to light a fire under us so we can say, wait a minute, we see where this is. I think people are seeing for the first time about the about racism not being dead. But you got to understand, I was studying some of John, Dr. John Anderson, who was a brother who worked at, mm-hmm. at the White House. And worked around the world, and he was talking mm-hmm. about he did a presentation on racism. We have to stop misinterpreting racism as white and black and yellow and red and this kind of thing. Racism is an institution of a, of a group of people who decide that everybody else on the earth should be subservient or work for them for nothing. You know mm-hmm. that's what racism is all about. Now, if you if you come down to the lower level of it. Where we at then, we tend to make it black and white. Uh, this person called me this name. I don't care about somebody calling me the N-word because, first of all, I understand that that's not who I am. You know, so we would stop really? responding to that kind of stuff and, and, and make people respect us. And people will only respect us when they see we have respect for ourselves by not standing still while, while they are manipulating the process. It makes it impossible for us to live. And then they murder us, they degrade us, they disrespect our women, they they put us in these uh, pig pens uh, called schools, 
I, I call them training centers for the penitentiary, and and uh-huh. then they sit, they sit back and watch us make fools out of ourselves, trying to compete and fight against each other for survival, while they are off sailing around the world in their yachts and and their islands. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. You know, maybe just maybe you know because people who were around during the fifties and sixties understood that it got rough. You know, you know, we used to go and sit all day trying to get a job. It wasn't like black folks were lazy. We would go and sit at these same places, and they would hire somebody who came five hours late, and we black people would be sitting there. We couldn't get jobs. The only way we could make a living, you know, when I was in New York, was to be running numbers. You know, he said, well, wow. it's illegal for the gangster or cook, but you had to know you had to take some food home that night. You sure. Understand? You had Mm-hmm. What we do, so we have to understand that racism is a institution of oppression of everybody, so that the small percentage of people, which is about five percent of the people who control the wealth of the entire planet, mm-hmm. that's racism. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Alexander the Great. That's what Philip, his father, was about. They they had a scheme where they were going to bring all of the races together under one umbrella and was going they were going to be servants to them. And so finally these people now and they call them Illuminati. You can call them anything mm-hmm. but they're the same group, but you can't put a face on them because you see some of our people are participating in it the same way that we have always participated in our own demise. I mean you got you got Mexicans up there, you got Mexican judges on the Supreme Court, you got black ones on there. But does it really have any effect on the oppressive nature of the system against our people? No, it doesn't. I say. What do you say, Guess? Uh, you have any? Uh, you, want, you got anything to say in this, on this? Uh, our listener from Texas. You, you're welcome to comment if you'd like to. Well, it's all right. If you'd like. Okay, to I guess that. Sure. Yes. He's welcome. He's welcome. He's welcome to comment anytime you'd like to. Um, if you're still there, um, uh, well, you know, I was talking to some people earlier, Doctor Quaku, and we talked about just uh, just how this whole trail of smoke has has manifested itself since we got since we, uh, you know, as African Americans uh, came to the United States, and you know how we, we were we were brought here uh, against our will, and um, you know, we visited a whole a whole bunch of topics, but we just lined them up. We we, we talked about being brought here as slaves, and all the things that th- that 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 encompassed uh, up until we were able to become emancipated, if you will, and then um, how it led into civil rights movement, and then uh, uh, with that social consciousness uh, of the fifties and sixties and. And 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 then uh, seventy up through the seventies when black black businesses were thriving. I know here in the Bay Area there, a lot of the uh, uh, liquor stores and clubs and night you know bars and 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 and, and cleaners and uh, all the businesses that still operate were mostly black owned. And 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 then, uh, uh, but but the uh, my, my parents and 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 people from that era. Uh, you know, kind of still had to, you know, coming off the civil rights thing, kind of had to keep your heads a little bowed and humbled and, and how you and how you dealt with uh, keeping the keeping the torch lit and moving forward. And, and 
And then the Black Panthers came along and started food programs and things to address stuff in the Bay Area, as we know, and they started spreading out along uh, throughout the country. And then they were infiltrated with the crack epidemic. And what that did was it tore up the fiber of of our uh, existence as a black family because where I was raised, every every family on our block, which was black, had both parents at home. And this COINTELPRO thing broke up the kids that came from those households, being the baby boomers, people of my era. And so a lot of us had experienced mothers that were strung out and fathers that were incarcerated, and grandmother wound up raising the kids. And then at the point of her going on to glory, so to speak, these young kids, without actually having the actual parents raising them, you know, grandmother and grandfather can only stay behind these young, energetic kids so much. These kids inherited houses and didn't even simply know about paying property tax. And so their their houses were taken away from them. And then this gentrification concept started coming into place on how money could be made off of our backs, the same as it was being made during slavery time by just using cheap labor throughout the prison systems and setting up uh, laws that would punish us twice as much. For instance, you could do uh, mandatory uh, three years in state prison for an ounce of crack cocaine, but uh, if you get caught with a pound of powder cocaine, you could get diversion and your sentence uh, suspended. And, and, we know the, and we know crack cocaine comes from powder cocaine, but the powder cocaine comes from the upper echelon, you know, and, and the system. Uh, it's, it's been found, if you've ever read the book or seen the, a movie, Killing the Messenger, was about the Contra affair and the and, and, and the and the crack epidemic, how that whole thing played out in our in our uh, communities, and the government participated in that. So uh, the the idea was to generate funds that Congress wouldn't allow by making a deal in South America uh, with the drug dealers, uh, Oliver North and the Noriega and George H. W. Bush Sr who was the CIA uh, uh, executive chief back then, they all came up with this idea to, 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 make, to, to raise funds for other, another agenda by uh, profiting off of uh, drugs in our communities. You know, we don't manufacture guns. Drugs don't come from here. Uh, the, 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 the seal on that alcohol label, all that stuff comes from outside of our community. But when we have no education and no jobs, we tend to medicate ourselves to kind of, the, the kind of uh, you know, deal with living the same way our, our veterans medicated themselves in Vietnam. Or you, you're sitting there in a hole with somebody after being trained in boot camp to, to, to kill another human being, which is natural, and you watch your friend's head get blown off next to you or somebody's body parts flying around. Then you're expected to come back to the United States and act like it never happened and just fit into society and, 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 and not even uh, have your issues addressed. The, the, the post-traumatic stress disorder. And so uh, military guys become homeless, and, and military women also who serve in the country become homeless and become criminalized and institutionalized, and they become part of the slave labor and even the uh, mental uh, institutions. And all of these things over a course of years and decades and generations have led us up to where we, to where we are now. Capitalistic system has 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 functioned and and flourished at every level of all of these different things that have 
just ruined cultures and communities, but 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 benefited those who are wealthy at the top, and and it keeps us uh, uh, beholding when it comes to education. You know, you go to school and you wind up having to pay back these outrageous uh, loan uh, loans back. You know, so you get a job if you're able to get one in your field just in time to start paying off a loan. It's like paying off a house mortgage, you know. But um, there's a lack of knowledge going on in our communities, and that's what we do here at uh, at uh, T25CL, uh, Soul Vibrations. We like to talk about all these issues. We're connected with the Oscar Grant Committee, you know, and if you, if you know about Oscar Grant, he was handcuffed and shot face down by the uh, BART Police Department, the Transit Department in the Bay Area. And all across the country, there have been brothers and sisters alike assassinated, basically, by police officers for wielding anything from a pocket knife to a to a to fingernail file, you know. And we've had cases where whites have gone to police departments and made radical statements with weapons in hand, and they've been negotiated out of their weapons as opposed to being killed instantly. You know, the things they put in our food, the things that they do in our public school systems, uh, for instance, in Oakland and uh, Fremont uh, uh, Frick Junior High School, a wonderful brother named Kermit Bayless brought back something to the school system where the kids were starting to have to dress for gym now. They used to not do it simply because the showers didn't work and, you know, the basketball courts outside were, were, were dilapidated and everything. And then you have corporations come in that uh, fix all these things up, and it looks good on the outside, but the agreement is let us put soda and potato chip machines in the hallways now if we fix your schools up. And now we have a childhood diabetes issue among African-American kids that is worse than it's ever been in our existence in the, in the U.S. And so what do you think about all these things, uh, Dr. Kwaku? And also, if you want to chime in, uh, our listener, you're certainly welcome to, to, to uh, uh, jump in at any time. Um, uh, am I just delusional, in, in, or is this just clearly the way uh, things have, have have manifested themselves going across? And when we say manifest, that means it's been mapped out. This has we haven't stumbled across these things. These things have been planned out, and we need to be aware of these things. And uh, Dr. Kwaku, you you've had a lot of experience uh, that you've shared with us. Uh, and, and with me in particular, uh, in our in our friendship together o- o- over the last few years here that we've known each other, and uh, it, 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 you know we talk in isolated barbershops and in all these places, and there we know there are a lot of us out there who recognize and understand this stuff, but um, it's it's not being spoken out on enough, and and of, course, and of course you ostracize yourself, you know you take yourself out of the mainstream, people don't. Uh, money making uh, uh, institutions don't want to bother or be deal or deal with you when you seem to have this kind of approach, which isn't really radical. It's real. It's just it's just truth. But but this cognitive dissonance of staying in uh, a comfort zone by explaining things away like they don't exist or just ignoring them is what's destroying us from the from the mental standpoint. You know, but we're going to keep pushing this thing, aren't we, Doc? Well, without a doubt, you know, uh, you know, as you're saying, uh, we sit around and we complain about stuff. But I, I would like to thank here at Soul Vibrations at T25CL that we are about, uh, you know, re 
activating a movement among our people. We don't only want to sit up and complain and talk about We don't want to complain at all. We just want to make people aware that, look, you have the ability to rise up and overtake and overcome this stuff. And, and as I was saying before, racism is a, is a relationship. It's a competitive relationship to dominate all wealth and power in the universe. Now, if you mm-hmm. think of it in that, in that sense, that global sense, then you, you lose all of this little peripheral stuff like black, white, yellow, red, and, and you know, you getting the job. I'm, and uh, I don't like you because you take a job, make it less than I, I would take. And see, we get into these your peripheral battles while the dominant culture of people, the 5% who are controlling the masses of wealth, they're all about wealth and power. Well, hey, let, me, let, let, let me ask you this, Dr. Quaker, though, and just a short question, because you're you're going down that road. And would you uh, – um, racism, that, that is a, a, a definition without an actual uh, color on it. Racism is, is an actual uh, – is, is a thing. But but is it is it fair to say, though, that – if you looked at the majority of, of, of culture or, or, or of color behind racism, it's mostly, was it fair to say that it's mostly a white domination uh, where, where, where this term has, has, has moved forward, though? Um, well, and, and that is simply because that you have to understand that just like we have been indoctrinated with a European philosophy and, and, and they've set this thing up in a way that make it appear like one group is better than the other group. But the other group that's discriminating against us because of color, which is a peripheral issue, in most cases, these people are doing the work of this larger group, this competitive group who wants to control all of the wealth. But but isn't this this competitive group predominantly – of of of, of uh, German or, or, or well I should say English or European or white descendants. Yeah, they, yeah, they do come from that particular culture. Yes, but it, but it doesn't mean all white people are prejudiced. I understand that because oh, it's it a does. culture. It's a culture, no, it's, but the culture is mostly white dominated. That's that, that's that's uh, you know projecting this towards us. Yeah, correct. Yeah, which 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 they created. They they created mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You bring in all of these different groups in here, you know, the Native American, the Moors, the, the African people, and and you and you set them in here together so you create you create a culture and that's what they call it now. We are this mixed culture of a people. But we're really not a mixed culture because everybody's still fighting for their little spot. And the blacks over mm-hmm. here, the Mexicans over here, the Chinese over here, the the other ones over here. So basically, what you, 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 you can you, you can even say gay is a culture now because uh, if you look over in the Castro in San Francisco, they have a community that's hard to infiltrate, you know, because they want to keep that, you know, they want and, like and like, you know, like the rest of us. They're compassionate about their circumstances, and 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 it's nothing wrong with looking out for your own. You should you should have. Uh, and uh, and you know uh, they, you know you know what your culture. You know what make them different? They over there buying up property 
and and so the reason why the 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 gay movement was so successful was because of money. You have a lot mm-hmm. of people in who have money who live these lifestyles, and I'm not sitting here in judgment of them, but I'm just saying how they were able to bring their issues to the forefront and make them be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Where African Americans, we are still fighting for basic survival. We're still fighting yeah. for basic survival. The same thing we were fighting for in the 50s. The same thing that my yeah. folks are in the 30s and the 40s and the 20s. We still fight in the same battles where every other group that 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 learns, you know, that about economics and what this whole thing is about, yeah. about which is yeah. wealth and power, yeah. Yeah. they find yeah. well, a way to pull those pieces together so they're able to rise up. They they rise up and they take positions. Uh, you yeah, know, well, that, that, well, Dr. Kwaku, all, these are all good points because um, – and it's been proven at, uh, uh, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Rosewood, and all these places. All these places along the way, blacks have made generous uh, um, progress. But each time we climb up the tree, and they see us coming, they come up with uh, 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 systems to knock us back down. That's why, like you say, we're fighting the same battles we've been we've been fighting, and 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 we move up. But then, whether it's whether again it's the COINTELPRO thing, whether it's Emmett Till, or whether it's somebody winking at somebody the wrong way, and you burning down a whole town that's been thriving, we we make pro- we have we have moments where we transcend at some point in time. When right when you think hope is all but 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 gone, and then right when we start making progress, we either sell out, get distracted. Or we get knocked off the fence, you know, and and um, those are the things that I'm getting from a lot of what, what what you're saying here. So my question is, when and where do you think this problem began with the racism, the hatred, and, and, and why? Uh, well, actually, it began long thousands of years ago when when the, you know the first the first invasion into. Uh, the continent of Africa, you know, when they realized that uh, there are more people, these people travel around the world the same as we did. Our people travel all over this planet, too. And when they realized mm-hmm. that the majority of the people of, of the world was, was people of color, they had to figure out how do we, you know, how do we control these resources and things. So they, they mm-hmm. here. that's why you got tribes fighting against each other in Africa today. And guess who were funding them? Sometimes the U.S. is funding both groups with uh, weapons, so they can both sides. So, no, so it's, that. It's, you know, this is the stuff that's that's taken place. They've always been able to divide and conquer, and to get us to fighting the wrong enemy. The enemy is the one who created the the, the void in the first place. But we don't see that. We're so busy, you know, uh, especially when they come in and throw a few crumbs. Can you imagine being? In a situation like some of the people were in Africa, where they don't have food, they don't have. They talk about no water in Flint. They got people in Africa have to walk ten miles to get some water. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're making rules and laws over it, bringing in religion and telling them, "Hey, this is what's happening." The reason why they have so much conflict in the Middle East and everywhere because what they you remember you heard us talk before about the the, the uh, Christian Crusades when they would run around murdering people to make them submit to Christianity, well, automatically 
when you invade somebody else's space and you and they know you coming and the thing what they're doing over there say, oh no you're not bringing that in here and so mm-hmm. they're fighting back but but they're, they're made to look like that they are the people who are attacking it's us yeah. attacking because if you come into my house and start making rules and try to tell me how to live you attacking me exactly but the citizens over here, they look at it and say, oh, man, that ISIS, the people who have the beliefs, they've been fighting for hundreds of years. Well, you've got to find out who's funding these battles. Either the major powers are always involved, Russia, the United States, you know, China. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are always involved. One is giving arms to one side, the other one's giving arms to the other side. And, you know, so they had a continuous war basically because the powers that be want them to be at war because that's something that they want to gain. And so with the U.S., they've always wanted to gain access to all of the resources, which is all, all of the big resource in the, in the, in the Middle mm-hmm. East. So mm-hmm. the move mm-hmm. a foothold, they get in there, and but see, these people say, no, we don't want Christianity. We don't want all that stuff you guys are doing over there in the United States. And so they're fighting back, but they're made to look like the invader when they're in their country fighting with their backs against the wall, and uh, and we over here sitting back supporting this stuff, and not 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 just supporting, but we join and send our kids off to go over there and kill those people for defending themselves. You know, you yeah. see how yeah. how it is, and until we wake up and realize what this thing is all about, it's not about black and white. It's about wealth and power. Those people want to control every, uh, I forget who it was that wrote. I read this book, and he said, what we want to do with all of these people is we want to control every aspect of their lives. Remember the book I was telling you about, the International Jew? And they talked about how they're going to create markets for things for you to buy. And, 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 and this was and this was Ford or the Ford Motor Company who wrote yeah. this book, right? They're going to give uh-huh. you illusions. They're going to get, let you give you these illusions that you've been successful, and they're going to say, "Yeah, we're going to give you a raise over here, but we're going to take it back over here with your housing, your food, and everything." So mm-hmm. they're doing, they're working every day, and you see what the politicians say: you need to work harder and longer, while they're up there voting on rules where they can have shorter work months. You know, they work four or five months out of the year, and they get two or $300,000, and plus what they can mm. see along the side. You know, so we got to yeah. see what it is. You know, we see these things as if I can grow up and be a senator, if I can be the governor somewhere, all you're doing is being a part of a system that is corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so how, do, how do you help your people when you become part of something and you get addicted to the same greed? And it's addiction like yeah. cocaine. Yeah. If you're addicted to wanting to make two or three hundred thousand dollars a year, or you want to make millions of dollars a year, and then when you get in there, the thing about when you get this stuff, it's just like drugs. The more you you, you get, the more you want. You spend. Yeah, the more yeah. you spend too. And you, you, you don't even realize you're you're playing yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we're and, addicted we are addicted to American uh, uh culture and that's uh, politically uh, spiritually, because let's not forget, let's not forget what I think is the backbone of the whole process where uh, we uh, are Christians. I don't know mm-hmm. what the hell pardon my expression, because we know if you study history where all of the things that they talk about, 
where they stole them from and how they manipulated them and twisted them. When they meant one thing, they twisted it to mean something else. In Africa, our people was considered, our women was considered as goddesses, and we were considered as gods, but only if we did the right thing to elevate the whole population of people. And that's why during the, the reign when we had the kings and the pharaohs, you know, that they would get elevated and consecrated as a god. That's where the whole mm-hmm. concept of people have come from. There, there was never anybody who was on this planet that came here to save everybody and died and then rose up out of the grave and people still standing around in 2016 waiting on them to rise up out the grave again or come back from wherever they say he went when they actually, in actuality, this person never even existed. He was a creation of the Catholic Church who was the first people to, well, besides the, uh, the so-called Arabs, who began the whole uh, slave trade process. You know, the Pope, when they came out and said, yeah, we, I don't mind y'all having slaves, but they need to be black. You know, we don't want to enslave mm-hmm. no white people, other people. You know, so we have to understand, these are the people who gave us what we call Christianity. They gave us this God concept of what their concept, when in reality, God to us was spiritual. And mm-hmm. was spiritual. Mm-hmm. we did according to the spirit that would be revealed to us because our minds was open and we understood where all of our blessings flowed from. And they took it and turned it around to mean something. Well, if you do it, turn, 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 turned it, turned it into a man. They turned it into, yeah, they turned, they turned uh, the sun God. They turned the sun God into Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> because we, because, 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 because we know the sun brings light, which brings uh, crops. I mean, you can hold you can hold extreme sunlight or, or, or light down to a crop, and the crop will actually lean towards that light, and it leans towards that life, towards that life. But light is life, and 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 at one time, it was the, the the fight between good and evil was a fight between set, which is the sunset. That's why that that's that's where that term the sunset comes that's, from. That's what set was supposed to be from. the devil. And the sun was supposed so during the daytime, the sun won the battle. And at nighttime, when things when things died and were dark and gloomy, set won. And then and the guy came along and scripted that stuff into a into people, into in, into something completely different. If you look at that movie with Denzel Washington, The Book of Eli, if you've ever seen that, this guy was content on getting a hold of that book. Because he said, if I can get this book and implement it, I could control the people with this book. You know, and it was well, a wonderfully it was like, scripted. Just like you think about this set. Set in the European culture became Satan. You know, mm-hmm. there was no set. Exactly. There's no Satan. You know, these are all figmentations of somebody's imagination. Now, can you imagine? Scripting your life according to somebody's imagination, and that's, wow. that's that's what you're talking about. That's why we are so lost. That's why we are still struggling. That's why we seem to be fighting the same battles over and over and over again. We're fighting battles that should have been won hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, when Nat Turner and them was fighting them, when you know Harry Tugman and them was fighting them, you know when Malcolm was fighting them, and all these guys. But we continuously turn around and can fight the same battles. You know, at some point you're supposed to move on to the next battle. All right, we won this one. You take this hill, you move on to the next hill. We are still 
fighting the same stuff. We are sitting out here arguing about if that racism still exists. And you even got black folks that sit around and say, well, I don't think there's racism anymore. You know, they they mm-hmm. more like the man than the man does. So hey, hey, the, hey, the minute the minute I become the minute I become rich, there is no more racism because I got credit cards. I can take trips. You know, I can buy I can, I, I can buy from other than black whatever jewels and whatever Versace's got for sale on this particular day, and, and, and I can get whatever I want without any opposition, but. At some point, you get reminded exactly what skin you're in. At the, in one of your travels, in one of those places, there's always something, there's always a little slap or a little poke or a little prod or a little prick that will remind you. But uh, when, when you have no money issues, you go, okay, well, I can sit here and fight this battle because I know that this is racially motivated. I can just take my business elsewhere, and I just keep it moving and keep enjoying life without having, without thinking about pulling somebody else back up by their bootstraps. I've got mine. You get yours. And we get stuck in that. And, and we see that all throughout entertainment and sports and all that. And there are a lot of athletes who spend their money in the black communities. And I, I understand that. They don't want they don't want all the exposure and everything that comes with it because of the of the humbleness. But um, you know, giving the ten thousand basketballs to some people is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. It, when they when they can't when they can't get them and they, you know their their culture needs something to distract them from the negative things and to get back to health and wellness and all that. But your money could best be served in in, in going back to uh, the institution of, of 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 family and education and culture, as opposed, it's nothing wrong with giving to the boys and girls clubs. That, that's where a lot of the inner city kids, we all we've all learned how to swim and dependent upon the boys and girls clubs, and 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 we need them. But if you can give a hundred thousand dollars to the boys and girls club, and then that's your and then that's where your work stops. Maybe you should have given fifty thousand to the boys and girls clubs and took another fifty thousand to 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 put behind uh, educating your culture. Your people need you. educating your people. Developing schools where we can where we can teach our own kids, or, or putting or putting money towards clinics where we can get good health care. You know that there. You know, you, when, when you're that rich, you only, you show up for that one time. The thing keeps running. You're off in Europe somewhere again, on vacation, while you look good in the community because you donated some money here and you got your face on something. But to me, that's just kind of like icing on, on on some cake. You know, that 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 dresses everything else up, and, and you feel good about yourself. Well, yeah, I give to the United Negro College Fund, and I do all these other kind of things. Well. You need to follow your money and make sure that your money is really serving your culture. We as a people are in dire need of that, and the time is absolutely right now. We have a black president, and and, and that's a sign that there's another wool that's being pulled over our heads because when you let a black man become president who was chosen and you let uh, uh, LeBron James be the, and Steph Curry be the face of the NBA, but behind the scenes, you have the uh, the slave master who owns the team, and the slave master who's commissioner of that league, uh, uh, Donald uh, Sterling, and now Silver, 
These are Jewish people that are commissioners, and they have always been in the NBA, in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, in in hockey, in Hollywood, in hip hop, in there's and see we think that because we're on the cruise we've made it we can afford to get on the ship but the ship is already manifested where it's sailing and the captain thinks oh, I'm a black captain of the ship yeah okay well we see you as the captain and and the person who can control the masses on the ship but the ship is already sailing to its destination it's a machine that's already been manifested where it's going so even if you're the captain of the ship, you know, if, if we don't agree with you, you're fired. You walk the plank. You're thrown overboard. You're fed to the sharks. You're assassinated. Or uh, we, we, let you, we let you sail until your term is up, and we pick up another, another captain. But the ship is already sailing in the direction we want it to sail. That's that capitalistic ship. It's going in that direction. So no matter who the, the deckhands are, who the first mate is, who's serving the food, who's overseeing, you know, uh, 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 you know, all the customers and, and the people making sure they're all happy. That whole ship is what we need to be concerned about. What direction is that ship going? We have to put that ship on a course that's going to serve everybody. What about the people in smaller boats that you pass along the way that, that need food, that need you to pull them on board? and help change their circumstance? Why is it we, we pull some on board and we, and we turn some and send them back to Haiti as opposed to letting some others in that are willing to come on the ship and, 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 and swab the deck and do all the menial stuff without complaining because it's better to be on a ship that's all-powerful and be subservient to them in the comforts that you'll always be protected from all the outside entities. So that looks better than being in high seas in a seven-passenger boat than being on a big yacht. But, you know, I like to look at it in those kind of terms because the understanding is that the ship has been manifested in what direction it's going. That's that, that's my point, Dr. Kwaku. And uh, we still, uh, uh, Texas, are you still in here listening with us? And if you want to remain silent, that's completely okay. You're completely... Uh, Welcome to do that because uh, we we like people to, to to tune in and listen. Again, you're listening to Galaxy Talk Radio, brought to you by T25CL, which is Towards 25th Century Living. It's a global music and film distribution company. Um, what we are doing uh, as an organization, uh, you can visit. Go to www. He is in Tom. The number 25, C is in Corey, L.com, www.t25cl.com. Look and see, uh, 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 you know, what shows we have uh, uh, in, our, in, our, uh, in, in our library. And also look and see how you can become a member or a participant. If you have music, that you need distributed throughout the globe. We're connected in Japan, China. This is uh, internet radio and, li- and live streaming. But let me tell you something else. We are building right here in the community. We have a relationship that's going to be on board 
with public access channels. So we'll be doing things in mainstream television here in the Bay Area. We also uh, are moving towards um, some some uh, uh, some some uh, movies. For, for instance, United We Stand was done in eight African nations, dealt with global, dealt with global issues like famine, uh, violence against women, uh, hunger, disease, health and wellness. Uh, this film is being edited right now, and we expect that to be premiering sometime toward the end of the summer right here at the local Fox Theater, which is one of the oldest theaters west of the Mississippi here in Oakland, California, which is right down the road from the Paramount Theater, and everybody knows about the Paramount Theater where we used to, where we used to have the black uh, uh, Grammy, so to speak, you know, the Black Filmmakers Hall of Fame thing we used to give, we used to give here once a year. And, See, all of these things that move the black community are what we're about bringing, bringing back. We're being gentrified out of the richness here in the Bay Area through corporate interests, through uh, mortgage companies and big banking practices, and we're, and we're either part of the solution or part of the problem. That's what it comes down to. You know, we, again, are having police and community issues in spite of the fact that we've had black police chiefs here. We're having issues in the uh, uh, prison system, prison industrial complex, despite the fact we have black judges. We're having issues in, 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 uh, with the education uh, system, despite the fact that we have black superintendents. We have a black and, and have had black mayors uh, come through here. We've had buildings and things named after them, but yet our circumstances haven't changed. But we our plan is to change it here. Uh, we have a partnership at T25 towards 25th century living. Dr. Nanana Kwaku is a clinical psychologist. He has uh, Family Solutions in, uh, Inc. And anger, and anger Management. He deals with those types of things. Um, we have uh, the Jeffrey's Peace Project, which deals with um, uh, jobs and housing for men and women formerly incarcerated. We have uh, Juveniles at Risk, JAR, based out of Sacramento which uh, for, has been running strong for 18 years. You know, we also have OWH, which is Overcomers with Hope, which is in the Liberty Hall building, the Marcus Garvey building. Marcus Garvey was one of the last contractors in this building in Old West Oakland, where the black porters used to come through. When blacks weren't allowed to stay at major hotels, they could, they could seek shelter and food in between their travels right there in West Oakland. There's a history you can Google on the black porters. We're trying to bring black Wall Street, black businesses, uh, black culture, black education, health and wellness all back, you know, and this is a battle that we've been going through uh, for a long time, for a long time. And uh, our guy from uh, Texas is back with us. Uh, uh, Anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to yeah. say? Yeah, and can you tell hear us me? your name again. Tell us your, yeah, and tell us your name again. Yeah, my name is Charles, and I'm in the Bay Area, you know. Okay. And I just want to touch on uh, one of the things that you mentioned about how the basketball owners are controlling the players and how Steve uh, Curry, is Stephen Curry, is now the face of it. You've got to remember, the Warriors have always traded all their good players until this new owner bought the team. Yes, sir. And he is also, he's also from that other subculture. Yes, sir. That is, mm-hmm. getting, that is getting a lot of recognition. 
That's right. You know, yes, sir. You know, he's a mm-hmm. part of the gay movement. And if you mm-hmm. notice, the first thing he did was get rid of a strong black man, Mark Jackson, from being the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, and yeah. then brought in who he wanted so he could have control and to oversee his black players. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I I noticed that immediately. Because yes, the yes, other sir. other people that, that, that owned the team, they didn't care. As long as they were making money, you know, they were going to get a few yep. players. They didn't care whether they won or lost. But yep. now, so they, cause, cause they now that the he's done yep. what he's done, he wants to move the team out of Oakland where they've been supported, put it over mm-hmm. to this area where he is. San Francisco. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. Where his culture is grand. And, and you know, you, you guys hit on the, the, the major part about this prejudice, and, and that is – that you got the five percent controlling the bottom feeders of of a culture that want to be more than us. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. You know, see, you the racism isn't so much us against them. It's that they're fed that because of their color that they're superior to us. And as long as that they have money behind them to keep that belief going like Donald Trump's doing right now, then what they feel and act out on is supported by that 5% of the establishment. Yes, look how long it took yes, for them to have to arrest that guy that hit the black guy look, coming out. And then the only thing they did is slap the officers on the, on the wrist. Because of past performances, they got five days off, three days off of demotion. Hell, with six pay, months, they get pay. the demotion again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With pay. You know, mm-hmm. see, you got, to, you got to look at the whole picture, and I do, you know, because I grew up in the Black Panther era. So I was around when all these different programs were phased in, but I'm also around watching them get phased out. The gentrification mm-hmm. of all our neighborhoods. Uh, uh, yes, sir. West Oakland, Richmond, the south side of Richmond, right there by the freeway that's just coming in to try to move everybody mm-hmm. out of that area. Actually, they did. Yeah. They, took, they took Easter Hill, as it was, and made it homes and gave all these people that live there, low-income people, vouchers to move to different areas so that they this could clean up stuff. that area, clean up that area and start moving those other people in. They brought the Mint down in uh, the Point Rich at the, at the uh, Marina, Richmond Marina. They got all these mm-hmm. different federal buildings down there now. You know, uh, um, mm-hmm. we as a people need to understand that these things are happening and, and start fighting against it. But as long as we don't voice our opinion, it's going to continue happening because we don't have the money to fight that every time we bring that subject up, someone pays the media, which controls everything, not to present it. Then when you yeah. take it to the city council, someone pays the media, or they'll go to someone in the city council of our color, give them a few dollars and say, hey, let's kind of sweep this under the rug. I'll finance this this program for you. I'll finance that program for you. And before you know it, what you were fighting for has multiplied, yet it's been hushed hushed. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that and that's in every area. And that's every area yeah. because money is what's controlling the racism and the, the the new gentrification that they have going on. See, what they're trying to do is eliminate the black man as he, as we know it. So the gay movement, the interracial marriage, all that stuff is popular. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Very and you know and you know something else, brother? I saw on Oprah is the is the biggest media person that we can identify with as black people. Nobody's bigger than Oprah. On the own network uh a little over a week ago, I saw this show and 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 and, and your relationship with your creator is one on one, whether it's God, Allah, whoever. I, I I'm not one to judge anybody. Um but she has a show of all the shows she has a show on there that has gay men that now I, I'm, I'm 6'3", 215 pounds. They have men bigger than me with red lipstick on, with oiled legs, with dresses on, and they have a room full of them like basketball divas. And these are all men that are gay, and they're trying to reconnect with their father that they have, haven't seen in 20 years or 15 years that disowned them or that was never around it. They made a reality show out of that. And the image no. of demasculating black men, and even, see, you know, I love Russell Westbrook and and, 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 and uh-huh. Wayne Wayne and all these basketball players. Versace and these people pay them money to, to, to walk around in these rim glasses with no glass in them, in these in, in, in these. Uh, tight, tight pants that are almost like spandex with, with, with no socks on and these designer shoes and, uh, you know, I tell I'm right you, there with you. <laughs> back, 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 back when the, back when the Mac, Mac and the pimps and the hoes and all that and the black exploitation movies was out, one thing we had and, you know, I look back at those outfits and you had a superfly jacket and a hat tilted to the side and the platforms, you know, we used to look clownish in doing that. But the one thing we kept was our blackness then. At least we were black and we had it. We had a culture then, you know, and it's even being emulated a little bit now, you know? So I, so, 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 so it meant something to us that, that, that the black man was the hero in, in, in Shaft and in Slaughtering and all those movies. And now we're wearing stuff We've traded in the buffoonery look, looking stuff, but where we our culture was tight for these things that demasculate the image of black men. These gay, you know, these shows, these shows that show us dressed in drag, and and uh, even in commercials, the one where the the center for the Clippers and Kevin Garnett and all these people are wearing wigs and dresses and running up and down the stairs playing like a normal black family. All this stuff gets more play in the media than anything else when it comes to the black men. They even show the black players, there are more black players married to black women in football, baseball, and basketball than you would see on television. And what that says to our black women is this. Well, I'm looking at Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and Charles Barkley. To them, all black men make their money and they go to white women, which isn't the truth. They show about about a half or 1% are the ones they choose to show with white women to keep us mentally separated in our thoughts about each other. And as long as you can keep a black man and a black woman separated mentally, 
then they don't exist together physically either. And it's the same as putting crack right back in the neighborhood because I don't, you know, live, you know, a white woman doesn't complain as much. So I'm going to get me one. Dennis Rob, everybody has a story. Dennis Robin and Scottie Pippen, they weren't known as ladies' men in high school. You know, the ladies made fun of them. You know, oh, he look, look at his nose and he's built awkward and this and that. And, 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 and now they have a mistrust for, for black women because yes. uh, mentally and psychologically they wonder what the motives are now. You know, the ugliest person with a, with a, with a trillion dollars will look exceptionally great, especially after a couple of shots of Jack Daniels and, you know, catch me in the right, in the right mental, uh, uh, you know, if I have to medicate myself or do whatever it is to make it look, it's a trillion dollars. A trillion dollars is pretty no matter what it looks like, uh, no matter yeah. whose pockets it's in, you know. And we get, and again, we're caught up in that super, that's all superficial stuff that we're chasing. We're chasing, we're chasing paper that isn't worth the money it's printed on. Why can't yep. I print money the same as the uh, Federal Reserve Bank? Why, why, is the money, why is the ink and the money that they print, how is that paper with ink on it worth more? Because they can print it up whenever they want to. Well, I'm suffering over here monetarily. Why can't I just print some money so I can go out and buy what I need? <laughs> yeah. Not that simple, is it? What do you think, Dr. Not that. Oh, what do I think? I, I, hey, uh, Charles, man, uh, you were right on, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to be on here with you and, and, and see that there are conscious brothers and sisters out there. And But the thing that we need to do is to get that out in the on the airwaves. That's why we're involved with T25CL Entertainment. We're trying to build a media conglomerate by which African people will have an alternative to the trash that we watch on TV 24-7 and the stuff they listen to on radio or the those who uh, understand that the only way that they can make money is to project the culture at large. That's why they do what they do, because they want to continue to make money, but at the same time, they want to uh, try to fool us into thinking that they're revolutionary and that we've come up a long way and we've gained access well, the reality is if you're promoting the same thing that the man is promoting, you're promoting slavery and, uh, mm-hmm. and slave mentality. And, you know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of things you, that, that we, need to, we need to be thinking about. And, and, and certainly when I go to sleep at night, I'm always thinking when I get up tomorrow morning, I want to own everything around me. And, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that thought. There's nothing wrong with that thought because – the only way we will ever control anything is we have to own, have take ownership of it. We have to control. Sure. We we have to own our communities. We can't rent mm-hmm. from other people or be paying their banks. You know, there's no reason why we can't have black banks. There's no reason why we can't have black insurance companies. There's no reason why why we got people. You know, mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. out there, their money somewhere. Mm-hmm. Why not mm-hmm. internalize this stuff so that we are spending that money with each other and we're building, we're building a relationship, we're building a different culture. And, and mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. now I believe that the only way that they can make it is they have to be like, act like, think like, and walk like, and talk like the other group. Well, yeah. hey, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with being yourself. 
And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for me, uh, if it's anything comes out of this program or this show or any other shows futuristically, uh, is that we need to take control of our lives. When we greet, yeah. we say, hotel. Oh, yeah. When we leave, we say, take control. We have to be vigilant about that thought process. We can't be mm-hmm. thinking, sitting around, uh, you know, thinking that maybe it is or maybe it ain't. We got to know. We got to mm-hmm. know where we're going. Because if you don't sure. know where you're going, then you're lost. Yeah, you're lost. yeah. And, 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 and to know where you're you going, you have to map. know. Yeah. If you're driving down the highway and you don't have a map and you don't know where the highway leads to, you're lost. Well, yeah, where yeah. are we going as black people in America? We are lost, but we yeah, can yeah. get back on the right track. But to get back on the right track, what do you have to do? You have to go back, you know, turn your thinking around. So wait a minute, this is not the right way to go. Yeah, first yeah, of all, but, first of all, to get where I'm going, I got to know where I'm coming from. Where where yeah. did I come from? Yeah, where a, I a, come woman from? Me, a woman told me one time, I, I asked her, you know, I was going through some things in my life, and I didn't know how to disseminate it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, and I was crying because I knew I couldn't go to the church houses because I know what they was going to tell me. Get on your knees and pray, son. And I asked, I said, there are some things that that's that, that's bugging me in my life, and how do I? And, 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 and you were ordained, also, correct? Yeah. So, so, so you've yeah. learned and I seen said, exactly said, the, the depth. Stop it! I said, how do I stop it? And she looked at me and she says, Kwaku, you just stop. You just stop. We make things seem so far out of reach. All you have to do is say no. If you don't mm-hmm. want something to time and you say no, you stop it right there. But if you went around talking about, but I don't want to make this one feel bad. I don't want this person to get rubbed the wrong way. I don't care which way they get rubbed. If 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 you are afraid of listening to some truth, or if you're afraid of listening to another opinion, then soul vibration probably isn't the show for you. You know, mm-hmm. we, need, mm-hmm. we need to be clear about that, that we're on a mission to to save ourselves and our families, our kids, our grandkids, and all the kids in the future, that they will know truly who they are. They will be able to be educated in schools that we have created and put the curriculum there for them to learn. We need to uh, create an environment where they, when we they go and do what we tell them to do, that we got their back. We can provide uh, employment. We can provide venues of uh, where they can develop their talents. But they uh-huh. they go to the man because that's the only place they can get paid. Yeah. In, America, See that? in a capitalist society, the only way you can be recognized as somebody is to get, have money. Yeah, Money. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, depend yeah. about your character in America. If you got a couple of million, you're somebody. You got character. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome you, if you, you got a couple of million. And see that. And, and again, that's what we like about T25CL. What they're doing to solve these problems is they're first of all allowing us soul vibrations to express ourselves and to share all this knowledge across the globe. We have listeners all over the globe at T25CL. And they are an organization that distributes. They're an entertainment organization, but we also distribute truth through the various shows that we have, like Compton Politics, uh, uh, the the uh, uh, the Hired Brush, so on and so forth. We have so many different 
shows right now, and it's growing. We have some new people coming on board again pretty soon, and we're building an African diaspora within T25CL, and we certainly encourage and welcome any and all races and colors to join us because we're, we're about substance and we're about movement, but we're about truth and integrity along this whole trip. And, and something you hit on, Dr. Kwaku, uh, when you talked about, and, and also uh, my, my other brother that's on the line here, um, see, we think that we don't have any money, but the black movement, the black diaspora, has spent over to over well over a trillion dollars in spending. But if 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 I know I'm going to be hungry, and I have a pocket full of about ten different types of seeds that have uh, carrots, squash, fruit, vegetables, beans, and I took this stuff and went down the road and threw it all in somebody else's backyard, knowing I was going to have to come back and buy it back from them. What sense would that make as opposed to planting those seeds in my own backyard and sharing some with my neighbor who's like-minded, which, which to me uh, signifies and, 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 and implies that we're planting our resources in, with our own neighbors and our own communities. It's easier to exchange that back and forth with each other. Why take everything that we've worked for and throw it out of our pockets down the street across the border in somebody else's backyard where now we have nothing in our community and we have to go to them and ask to purchase it back. That's what we do when we shop outside of our neighborhoods. We take the money outside of our neighborhood. Barbara Lee, uh, who I've met on occasion, and, and she's uh, help, helping out with some of the things that we're moving on, she she went and, 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 and you know, Congresswoman, whose who, who story, if you ever study that, is really interesting, where she came from to be the person that she is now. She has a relationship uh, in, in the White House and, and, and in the upper echelon of federal, federal government. And what she does that's powerful is she speaks out. She's in position there. She, she doesn't change stuff herself, but she speaks out and keeps us aware of what's happening. She took the, took the torch from Ron Dellums. She speaks out, but uh, the people in the people in uh, Chinatown, right down here in Oakland, they have a, a, a medical uh, thing for, for, that serves their people, uh, a, a clinic that serves their people, and they and they did their due diligence and put their paperwork together and and went to her, and she went to uh, Washington and brought back seven million dollars to extend their medical. Program so the the Chinese doctors are taking care of the Chinese people in their Chinese community where they shop and they and they, and they eat and they thrive and 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 crime is exceptionally low there because they don't have to prey on each other there's enough to go around so they so they stay within themselves but they're productive as a part of ta- as being taxpayers, which is a whole other talk show, the whole tax thing, but they contribute to society and they take care of their families and they get health and they get education and they keep their culture. We can do the same thing, and we've done it. You have to go back to Black Wall Street and, and, and old Pittsburgh and, 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 again, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and some of these other places where we've done it. But when we get to where, see, 
with the biggest bladder on that on, on that on that uh, bullseye, you know, on the, on the under the microscope. When we get the more we grow, the more we are seem to be the biggest threat. And every time we grow, it's been proven what we can do, because with no compensation, we built this country. So for them to keep their country thriving while they're now occupying and pilfering from other countries abroad, meaning meaning the capitalistic U.S. Uh, uh, flagship, uh, while that's happening, uh, 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 on the inside here, there there are there are things that need to be served here at home. These millionaires aren't getting rich off of each other. They're getting rich off of us, and we're doing all the work for them at no charge, you know, at minimum wage. You can minimum wage, if minimum wage gets past the $14, $15, or $16 an hour, that's great. If it was, everybody can run and jump and rejoice. Hey, minimum wage is up to $20 an hour. But if nobody's hiring, then what happens? See, we're, wait, we're, we're waiting to get hired. Now minimum wage looks good. $15 an hour is going up to in the next couple of years in some neighboring counties around here. But if nobody's hiring, it can be the same as $2 an hour or no dollars an hour. But well, if we find, but if we find resources with, amongst each other, we don't have to worry about minimum wage. Let's look at that $15 an hour. $15 an hour in the Bay Area, you can't live anywhere. There's nothing, unless three of you live under the same roof. This stuff is superficial, and we've got to see it for what it is. If you can't go out and work your 35 or 40 hours a week and you can't find a place to live off of it, you need to stop and say, wait a minute, what am I doing wrong here? Hey, but but Dr. Kwaku. They're, they're, go to Brooklyn Basin, and they're building 3,500 new condos that, that on the science is affordable housing. So $15 an hour, we can't go, we can't go stay in one of those affordable places? No, you can't. Okay. How are you going to stay in there? Oh, because we haven't, defined, we haven't defined affordable housing. I forgot. It starts at, what, $375,000 a year. So I guess that's not affordable. Yeah, remember back what I said a few minutes ago about the international Jew. He mm-hmm. said we will give them the illusion of progress mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. giving them higher wages, but controlling everything that they have to consume with higher prices. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I give you fifteen dollars, if I give you twenty dollars an hour, and the rent for a one bedroom apartment is twenty five hundred dollars, you can't live there. Nope. Nope. What does that mean we have to do then? I, I, that, means, that, means, that means that we're going to have to move somewhere else. Exactly. And that, not only that, you're probably going to have to move in some area where you don't want to live or you don't want your kids to have to live. But you see, mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing. We get caught in this trap of what we think progress is, letting somebody else mm-hmm. define. They're on the news every night talking about the progress we've made. What progress when half the country is unemployed? What progress when more people are homeless now than ever in the history of this country? What progress when more people are in jail than they were in slavery? What and, 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 and in jail more here than all the other countries combined two times? 
Exactly. We're almost, so we're almost so what, four million what, people. Where is the progress? And that is the job here at T25CL Entertainment is to identify the, the issues that is keeping us baffled and confused. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the Freedom Bank used to be on, on, on Broadway downtown. The what? You, the Freedom Bank. It was a black-owned bank. Oh, Freedom Bank. Wow. wow. Yeah, right there, it was right there about 17th or 15th and Broadway. You know why yeah. it failed? Do you know why it well, failed? Why? Because black people don't support black people in business. Just like Until the Bank of Oakland, and just like first, and just like First Enterprise, and the Bank of Oakland, which were black owned, didn't support them. Yeah. They're all gone now. They, they, you have to support them. You have to put your money in there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so this is what we have to. We have to start to dealing with each other. As long as we run around, mm-hmm. I to be like the man and feel like if we just hang around his coattails long enough. Something is going to hang and fall off, and we're going to get it. You're never going to have nothing. You know, yeah. running around behind the boss, and if the boss drop a crumb off his sandwich, he reach down and grab it. That, you know, what 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 kind of psychology is that? Yeah, yeah. You know, the biggest thing I see is we need to teach our kids to forget everything that they've been taught. There you you go. Yes, sir. That's what we need to do. And then we can make progress because right now everything that they're being taught in school is a part of the brainwashing of the black kids because what we're taught in our schools is different than what's being taught in the other schools that these Mm -hmm. people send their schools Mm -hmm. to, kids Mm -hmm. to. If you notice, the Chinese had established their own schools almost Mm -hmm. exclusively. They go to a public school a half a day, and then they go to private Chinese schools mm-hmm. a half a day. In San Francisco, I know that's what they're doing. Because you, know, you, know mm-hmm. you, you, you don't lose your culture. Yeah. yeah. You know what the sad part is? What? You have to take in billions of dollars every week. Any one of them could start a new school, and it wouldn't be number just to change out of their pockets, out of their offerings. And do yeah. the same identical thing. But no, what do we do? If we happen to start a school, we teach the same thing that the slave master been teaching. How yeah, do you make nothing, 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 nothing like learning about my culture from somebody else. You tell me yeah. what, 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 what my history is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the thing is, they want us to forget our history. If we yeah. forget, <laughs> forget our history, then we won't have anything to be bitching about. And that's what they're, that's, that's their main thing. If we make them think that you. they're making progress, then we don't have to worry about them ha- worried about what their history is. And that is the biggest <laughs> myth in the world. You know the main thing Very that they're afraid of? They are afraid of people like you, Charles. They're afraid of organizations like P25CL and a team. These mm-hmm. things become progressive if we start to get the right kind of support. And I think, Charles, I've told you that we need to get as many people as we can to interact with us because the more we interact with people, the more we're going to have opportunities to get sponsors, the more we're going to be able to broaden our perspective and how we get information out there. You know, because if they're controlling, and that's one of the things they talk about in the book that I was telling you about the last year, they control all of the information we have access to. 
So that means that you you can't think anything except what they have told you to think. Mm-hmm. Same in school. We have to have some control over media. We have to have control over education. We have to have we have to control everything in our environment. The security of that mm-hmm. environment. All of mm-hmm. our women, our children, our people can feel safe. They can feel safe. We don't need the police to come in there if we do the right thing. Because I'm, and I think we I should do that. I came from an era where we lived uh, nothing but black people in those camps we used to live in. There was no police there. There was no. Yeah. And if you call the police, yeah. they might be there three or four days later. I remember a time when people, black people, used to get killed up there, and they didn't even come up there and look at the body for three or four days. They'd be laying up in somebody's kitchen. You know wow. what I'm saying? Wow. You know, wow. So we need to, and, and, and we didn't have kids running around killing each other. Kids respected their parents. You know? Oh, man. They respected other people's parents, too. You know, exactly. the parents down the street exactly. caught you doing something, man, you would take off running. You'd be scared. But You'd they, be scared they, of their parents. Yeah, and so now they come in there and they, they kill us off, put us in jail, and tell us, well, y'all need us to protect you from yourself. Yeah, here's some who's more guns, protect, and here's some, and here's some more drugs, us? and here's some who's more alcohol. Who's going to protect us? Who's going to protect us from them? We we think that mm-hmm. they're going to protect us from themselves. You know, that's <laughs> like putting the fox. That's like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. Charge of the chicken. The only one yeah. that protects us from them is us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Go here, Charles. So. Uh, glad to glad to have you on, brother. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate you even more because one of the things that is, that's a real sticker for me is people who follow through and do what they say they're going to do. Because the oh, reason we can't accomplish nothing because we're constantly jiving each other, telling each other we're going to do this and I'm going to do that and complain about that, but we don't do nothing. You told mm-hmm. me you were going to be here tonight, and you're here, and I appreciate oh, that, and I love that, brother. And, and oh, yeah. all we're trying to do I'll is to back. snowball this thing, to snowball this thing where we have more and more people like us coming together where we can really, this is where community starts. We have mm-hmm. a yeah. mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Me and you and Corey tonight, but to, to next Thursday is going to be me and you and Corey and somebody else. And the next Thursday is going to be mm-hmm. me and you and Corey and somebody and somebody and somebody else again. So this is what we have to do. We have to build. And no matter how oh, yeah. we start it, when you start building a house, you don't throw all the bricks up at once. You lay the first mm-hmm. brick, you know, and that's what time true. And Very uh, true. all these football players and baseball players doing, they're building their brand. Yes. Yes, yeah, personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Charles, I don't know what, 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 uh, what uh, your background is or what you're into, whatever, right now, but Again, speaking um, on behalf of myself and along with Dr. Kwaku, we really appreciate your support because T25CL needs support from the community, you know. But but with that support, the support comes in what we offer you. Not not not. It's not a one way ticket. Not what you can do for us. We we're not we're not living on on a JFK speech. We're living on <laughs> what we can do for you. And, and what we can do for each other, you know. So if you have a business, if you have a relative, if you have a friend, anybody 
that uh, is having a hard time getting loans or getting whatever it takes to move your music or to come up with or to publish your book or to do something in film or to, or to, or to uh, uh, start your nonprofit, we are connected to everything, everything. There's not a subject you can't uh, bring up, and I say this honestly. There's not a subject you can't bring up that somebody in the T25CL family isn't connected to. If we can't facilitate it here, we can put you in touch with having that facilitated for you. And it's not for the money. It's not for the money. It's for the, it, it's for the common interest and the like-mindedness that we do when we think in terms of pulling each other up by our bootstraps and helping each other thrive and paying it forward and keeping it, keeping it culture and keeping it truthful and keeping it real and getting to the story behind the story. So if there's anything we can do for you, Charles, you, you, you've got the numbers, the contacts. I look forward to meeting you one of these days uh, 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 in person. And, uh, again, any idea you have, we have so many, so many uh, smart, sharp, educated, self-starters within the black diaspora, we just don't know until we start really interacting with each other that we have a common interest. We have a common interest, and we're just one handshake away or one left turn away from running into that opportunity that could catapult whatever your family needs, whatever your neighborhood needs, whatever your brand needs. But but, but culturally, we're all going to thrive as a result of it. So, oh yeah. Thank you so much, Charles. Would you like to say something for, for in the next minute or two uh, no, on no. your way yeah. out here? Okay, okay. Well, Dr. Kwaku, you go ahead and, and and wrap us up, and then we'll sign off here in the next couple of minutes. Okay. Uh, thank you once again. Thank you, uh, Charles, for for you know for, you know just sitting with us tonight here in the studio. And talking about the issues that are that are that should be relevant to every every person on the planet of color who who uh, understands what this 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 whole uh, dichotomy is all about. Let me just yeah. let me just put things down here that we need to work on, and we need to we need to work on economics. We need to work on our mental health. We need to work on our behavior health. We need to work on unemployment. We need to work on poverty. We need to work on uh, miseducation. We need to work on our political agendas. You understand? We need to work on, mm-hmm. on uh, brutality. We need to work on, on uh, uh, you know, giving up these false gods that we've been giving up, which I think is at the core, is at the yes. core of our, you know, our dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Because we are worshiping false gods. Yep. They accuse us when they when they come into Africa and tell us, well, these people are heathens. They're over here worshiping birds. They're worshiping lions. They, you know, and and the reality is that all those things that we were were paying tribute to were symbols of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. They were symbols. That's all they were. They were just symbols. We are the true spiritual people on this planet, and they have we have allowed that to be stolen from us through religion, through Christianity. And, you know, and I don't care if it's uh, Islam or what it is, they all come from the same family, every yep. one of them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we had better get back. Once we get back our spirituality, 
we get back our righteous thinking. We start thinking for self. We start thinking for self and kind. We start thinking for family. We start thinking for community. We start thinking for a nation. We are people here without a nation. We need to be nation building. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we jump up and leave America. The Chinese are here, but they're a nation. Mm-hmm. The Mexicans mm-hmm. are here. You know we can be here and be a nation too. But right now, we are nothing. And the reason why we are nothing is because we allow these people to reduce us to being nothing by following their traditions, following their spiritual direction. You know, no more. And Easter's I, I, almost here. You get you getting your Easter egg? Yeah. So from this point on, as I say, when I come, when you greet you and I greet you, I say, Hotep, and when I leave you, I said, take control. Because the only thing is going to save us, when you make up your mind to take control of your life and no longer be controlled by any energy on this planet except for the who brought us into this planet. Very Thank well you. said. Very well, very well said, Dr. Kwaku. Um, now, that's that that's that stuff for us to think about, you know. Thanksgiving, okay, we know we know that you get vacation on your job then. Uh, we know on Christmas you get a vacation. We know on New Year's Day. Nothing wrong with taking advantage of that and, and getting together with your family. But when you get together with your family, talk about uh, yes. uh, 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 all all of these things that we've just talked about today. Make that the topic of discussion when you sit at the table. Talk about education. Talk about how you want to better your family's uh, uh, situation. And 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 perhaps and perhaps. Uh, if you feel like you want to uh, celebrate your kids and reward them for the things that they're that, that they're doing, um, figure out a way to do it on a day other than Christmas. Don't wait for them to have to tell you when it's time to jump and run and spin and, and Black Friday and, and Black Friday when, when 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 which signifies not a fifty inch color TV, fifty uh, inch screen being sold at discount, but it's it stood for when you could buy a black woman on the auction block. At discount, they turn that into a holiday where you can spend more money into the capitalistic system. Think about boycotting all. The, as a matter of fact, on Black Friday, I'm not going to spend. We could get the whole black culture and other people of colors to say we're not going to spend on this. That would send them a message that they would never forget. That you think you're in control, but you know what? If, if 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 this prison decides to uprise and there's only a hundred guards in here, and and there's a thousand of us and we ain't taking it no more, we really control the stuff here, you know. But 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 we're much more in a much more uh, uh, civil civilized setting because we know the dynamics in prison that we have to cater to. But in saying all that, I'd like to thank my co-host Dr. Kwaku. I'd like to thank my brother Charles. You're always welcome, brother, anytime. You know how to reach us. For the rest of you, contact us, www.t25cl.com. This is Soul Vibrations and Galaxy Talk Radio every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern Time. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Vibrations. Take control. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.